to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Featuring Amanda Keen and Kirsten Kotsian. The views, comments, statements, and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the official position of the Salvation Army. It must be like us three together. Like we're the perfect fit for an adventure that just keeps on going. The trifecta of disaster. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Hey, that's us. Okay, can I just say, um, we we really do welcome you. We're glad that you're listening. Um, Also, it has rained for like three straight days. I am not kidding. It is still raining. No, wait, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, three straight days. What does the sunshine even look like? Does anyone know? I could Google a picture, but... It wouldn't do it justice. <laughs> Not do it justice. Okay, so... Hey, remember the last episode we did in which we laughed for like a solid minute? Uh, we hope that you guys... Listening, all enjoyed the episode that we had with Nate. Um, it was a lot of fun. I don't even remember why we started laughing, but it was ridiculous. I, it was like the laughing where like my face, you know how when you laugh so hard, your face does really weird, ugly things? You're just like, don't look at my face like while you're laughing. Does that only happen to me? I don't know, Kaya, chime in. Kaya, welcome, Kaya. Me too. It does. <laughs> Thank you. It's like people just think that you only ugly cry. No, you ugly laugh too, because your face gets like all scrunchy, and you're just like, "Oh, don't look at me." That's exactly what happened. I don't. I haven't. I didn't look at myself while I was laughing, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I didn't look at myself either. But you can feel it. It's like something that you just feel. <laughs> Kaya's laughing because she knows it's right. Like you felt ugly. <laughs> it's like my face. <laughs> it felt like my face was doing weird things that I didn't want people looking at. Does anybody okay, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I totally know what Amanda means. There is such a thing as an ugly laugh. I need you to hashtag the barracks podcast and I need you to tell me that I'm right. And send a pic, please. And send a and send a pic of you ugly laughing. Or a video. A video is even better. Better yet a video. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say I am ugly cry when I am laughing so hard that it like hurts and Yes. This is a thing. So you can ugly laugh and ugly cry at the same time. That's just awful. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds terrible. It sounds like an awful experience. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. Let's just be honest. Let's think about So when Kiri's laughing, she makes the same exact face every single time, which is what makes her laugh sound the exact same every single time. (laughs) And that's true. We need to take a video of you laughing sometime. I'm just saying, I think we might have a video. We do have a video. If it caught it, I haven't watched it yet. But from the video footage from Nate's uh, episode. Anyway, we're talking a lot about laughing. 
and I don't. Is, yeah. is that what our is that what our episode theme is today? Oh, yes. for those listening, you you'll detect that there is a, a third person voice. There's a third voice. If there's a fourth voice you're hearing, that is not normal, and you should get that checked out. It might be Jesus. And in which case, Let's hope. listen to Jesus. Unless, sure. unless Jesus is telling you to do weird stuff. And it still might be Jesus. He tells well, you to uh, do weird things. Um, not the <laughs> weird stuff I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> We're all sorts of crazy over here. Okay. So, yes, we do have. Wait, wait can I say something funny, though? Yeah, yeah please do. So, today at church, we had a potluck. Mm-hmm. And the person sitting next to me, I shared, I like asked a question and they're like, you are so weird. You're like the weirdest person. <laughs> did you say yes, I know. Yeah. I don't remember what I did. You probably just laughed like you did just now. Yeah. But we, do have, case, we do have this awesome. Proving. Wait, what? I said, in which case, further proving that you are indeed crazy. But we have a great guest with us today, um, Kaya Arias, Mrs. So exciting. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can I just say something? Yes, please. Of course I can. Take it away. It is partially my podcast. So I have been to many weddings. Let me tell you. I've been to many of them, mm-hmm. and I had the privilege of being at Kaya and Sam's wedding, and I have never, and I'm not just saying this because she is on the, on the podcast right now, I have never been to a wedding that was more peaceful and mm-hmm. just, like, very special. Like, people weren't even on their phones. You know how people at weddings are just, like, snapping <laughs> pictures on their phones? They feel like people were just so focused on what was happening in the moment. And the spirit's presence was so very clear in your wedding. And I just feel like that needs to be said because I am not, this might be a surprise people, but I'm not really a fan of weddings. I'm a fan of love and what it represents, but I just, I don't know, like yours, I was a fan of. So thank you for, for that. I just wanted to say thank you. That means a lot. That's really nice. My favorite. My favorite. Cla- clapping hands emoji. Yeah, we're clapping. Uh, Zane, please enter. Uh, clapping hands. <laughs> Into the video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But Kaya. So we have Kaya here with us, and we're really excited about that. Um, if you remember, our first episode was with Adina, right? And it was um, our first portion of the Around the Table series that we said would be kind of popping up throughout season two. And so we have Kaya uh, for part two of that Around the Table. Um, And we're going to dive into that in a little bit. But um, I'm trying to remember. So the first time we met Kaya for the first time together, right, Kiri? It was at CBLI. Um, yeah. 2000, was it last year? I think it was, yeah. 2018? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kaya came, and uh, she was part of the Young Adult 
community and was part of the praise team for that week. And um, yeah, if you don't know Kaya, which you might not, uh, but she just really, <laughs> maybe this is why your wedding was so peaceful. You have a very peaceful, calm, gentle spirit. Um, and I think you just kind of bring that wherever you go. Um, so that's a really Thank special you. thing. And we're really excited to have you on the podcast. Excited to be here. Yay. Yay. So, <laughs> so we're going to dive right in. Um, and just kind of to recap. So the, the whole point of our around the table conversation, um, I think about, I forget what year it was commissioning, but the theme was come to the table, right? And we want to be uh, a community, the Salvation Army, who is truly inviting people around the table, like giving people a place. And the traditional way of doing that has been, you know, soldiership or adherency or officership. And I think we kind of get into those boxes a bit. Um, but like we found with Adina, uh, there are a lot of different ways that people can come around the table and not exactly fit into that box that we've created. Um, and I think Kaya is a really great example of that. So uh, let's just dive into our first question we have, uh, which is, can you describe your current involvement with the Salvation Army? Yeah, so um, since I just got married and moved to Chicago, um, I've been going to the Mayfair Community Church, and I have been a part of the worship team, so that's really exciting to be a part of that. And yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And, um, and for those of our listeners who might not know this, the Mayfair Community Church is actually a part of the Salvation Army, but they just call themselves, they don't call it a core, right? But it's the Salvation right. Army Church. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys just do um, Olympics today? We did. We had a mini Olympics today, which was super fun. My first time, so obviously. But so this was an annual thing, right, that Mayfair does? Yeah, I believe so. It's like, so there's kind of like three different congregations at our core. There's a Korean one, a Hispanic one, and then an English one. Mm -hmm. And so it was all of us together, um, all ages, and we played like six games with like all the different age groups together and then had this big finale with a raffle. Ooh. So it looked really exciting. fun, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Okay. I think that's actually a great idea. I might steal it. Yeah, you definitely should. Yeah. That would be really cool at the craft center. Like, yeah. It looked like a lot of fun. Um, okay. So let's, we kind of started in the current. Let's rewind a little bit. How did you first come to the Salvation Army? Let's start with that. Um, and then kind of something that goes along with it. Did you feel welcomed? What was that journey of like transitioning into the Salvation Army? Right. Well, back in 2012 was when I first went to college. And my first day, I was assigned um, to live with these two girls in my suite who 
grew up in the Salvation Army, basically. And like, as I got to know them, these two amazing girls, Glenice Welch and Macy Terrio, if you guys know them. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, heard about their summer camp through them because I guess they had worked there before and I needed a summer job. And so I ended up working as a camp counselor at the Northwoods camp in Minnesota. Okay. Okay. Um, and I ended up doing that for like three summers. Super fun experience. Um, but part of my schooling, I went to like a private Christian university, which was like an Assemblies of God denomination, um, which I grew up like in the covenant, like evangelical church. Okay. So like all of this is new to me, like going to school and then the Salvation Army. Mm -hmm. um, but part of my school was that we needed like ministry credits or like volunteering hours they called it and so I had to like find a church to volunteer at and I ended up going to Minneapolis Temple and that's where I just started working like for volunteering for the kids club and then I just ended up working there. They just asked me to to join the the youth team and worked there for like three years. So that's really good. Yeah. I love that. Okay, that's awesome. So you came through college. And uh -huh. I think that that's a I mean, I started going to the Salvation Army during college. Um, so I think that's a pretty I don't know, like that's an interesting, as I was say, that's an interesting way to come in. But like, I think that's like uh, a pretty, not common. I'm like, I can't think of the word. Like a likely, like, yeah, like that makes sense. Like as you're at school and you might need an internship or whatever that might look like, the Salvation Army could be a place where um, someone might go for that. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. So let's talk about, were there any, difficulties or struggles that you felt like you went through as you entered into Salvation Army culture. So Salvation Army culture can be um, a hard thing to kind of navigate uh, if you didn't grow up in it. Uh, for example, using all of the acronyms, you know, THQ, YPSM, you know, all the things, the lingo. Yes the what we're wearing you know mm -hmm. how we're acting you know like, like it can be an interesting thing so did you find that there were any difficulties or struggles as you entered into that culture well like you were saying the just the whole aspect of like wearing uniforms and having the rankings like having to call a pastor like captain mm -hmm. or major was very different for me Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I could see it, like, it wasn't too weird, like, okay, yeah, Salvation Army, like, my dad was in the Army, like, National Guard, so I was like, all right, I'm kind of familiar with this terminology, and so I was, like, open to just, like, experiencing mm -hmm. that culture, but, um, I would have to say, 
Um, well, that I had starting off like as a girl, um, it was kind of hard to find enough people to be camp counselors, I think. Um, just like in this small town in Minnesota, northern Minnesota, like, and you don't really get paid that much. So they were really like scraping for people to like come help. And <laughs> I mean, they, they would usually end up finding enough people, but I don't know if they're always the best people for the job. Right. Like they might have looked good up front. And then as the mm -hmm. summer went on, like, it was kind of a trend, like even before me, like before I started working there to have people either quit or be fired. Yeah. And that just is kind of worrisome, like as a person of faith wanting to come into this environment to, um, to be like a good role model for children mm -hmm. and just see that there's the people on my team that I'm supposed to be working with and like they aren't on the same page mm. like at all. I feel like that was a bit discouraging at times, um, but it was kind of a, a pusher for me to just do my best and do the best that I could do to yeah. be that good influence. Um, but in terms of working at a core, uh, I saw kind of the same theme of needing help and just mm -hmm. like not having enough people or the right people. Mm -hmm. And I know in a lot of army jobs, the last like um, job requirement is all other duties assigned or whatever, however <laughs> they, they phrase it. but. That was very true for my position. And most of the time I was very willing to help out. And, you know, it was, wasn't too much of a problem, but I know over time that can build up and people get burnt out. And I, I have seen that as kind of a trend in a typical core um, that people just need that break or that encouragement or a better system of like having a setup where people are going to be daily encouraged and kind of filled up spiritually as well, because otherwise mm -hmm. you tend to just do things on your own strength and get tired. Well, I think that's, that's um, a really good point, and it points to, I think, a, a, a difficult piece of, of Salvation Army culture at times. Um, I think we're all, and, you know, myself included, you're, like, you're right, and probably people listening can relate to this feeling of, you know, at my core in our ministry, there is so much to do and not enough people or resources to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think the danger of the culture that we've created is that we're just constantly doing and doing and doing without um, 
maybe sometimes thinking about the people that were kind of, uh, I'm trying to choose my language correctly. I don't want to offend anybody, but like, mm-hmm. you know, the people that were kind of dragging along with us, you know, like the one volunteer that we have that's doing all of the things that we're like, oh, okay, come on. Like, like let's keep going. Let's keep going. We've got character building and we've got like all these things and women's ministries and we're doing all the things. And just like you, Kaya, who, you know, are more than willing because you want to make an impact and you want to um, pour into these kids, you're willing to do it. But we often help lead people to burnout. Um, and you know, as a core officer, um, you know, it reminds me to think about like, what am I doing? Like, what am I modeling? Right? Like, am I just like consistently going, 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 you know, to the point of burnout? Like, am I leading my people in the way of that? So anyway, I think that that points to a really, that's a difficult part of our our culture that we're just consistently kind of, for lack of better word, like, we're using people, um, not that we have like, not that we're doing that on purpose or like in an ill fashion on purpose, uh, but it can turn into that. Um, yeah, I think it really is a good point too, because uh, like in ministry in general, it's like not just Salvation Army, but things I've read, ministry type jobs are, they have high amounts of turnover, burnout, things like that. And I think that you brought up a really good point, Kaya, about like getting filled up and taking time to like tap into God's power for us mm-hmm. and God's presence as we're doing all our things. And then even being able to listen to God's spirit that's maybe telling us like, hey, you should say no to that great opportunity. <laughs> right. That kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a really good point. So thinking about your entrance into the Salvation Army culture and community, uh, what were some things that people did or said that helped you to feel like you were part of that community? Well, I've always felt like super welcomed and accepted. And I can't really think of like specific things people have said but just how everybody really just brings you in right away they include you and I feel like most people are pretty intentional in like getting to know you personally Mm -hmm. and I really appreciate that being more quiet and like introverted I find like a lot of value in people like reaching out and um, just like being intentional and like bringing me in. So I really appreciated that. And just the way that I feel like people were able to kind of just see my gifts and just be able to plug me in and like wherever was needed. I thought that was like really special. Yeah. I really love that, like that idea of just like seeing your gifts and then celebrating that and giving you an opportunity to like exercise that gift 
think that's really cool. Um, yeah. I know I really enjoy hearing you sing, Kaya. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is, man, you do have an incredible gift with that. So this can, yeah. I, let's hear what you really love about the Salvation Army. Like you've already kind of spoken to that. Um, and then where are, where do you see that there's maybe some room for improvement? Uh, so what do you love? And also where can we improve? Okay. Um, well, like I said, I feel like every community niche that I've experienced has been very welcoming and just how people include you right away and the fact that it's worldwide is pretty amazing mm -hmm. um it's this organization that's not just an organization but it's run by values of christ and his church mm -hmm. and i think that's mm -hmm. so important in the world right now like there's so many needs mm -hmm. and the salvation army is really good about um, reaching out and just really being the change that needs to happen. Yeah. Um, as far as improvement, um, I think it's really amazing how the church was founded. I don't know like the total history, but I've heard bits and pieces throughout my experience with it. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like um, tradition is only going to help us like s until a certain point. I know that it's very important to value tradition and to respect certain aspects of it, but I feel like it could get to a point where it's just kind of getting in the way of furthering the kingdom of God. Um, because traditions are man-made and um, they aren't necessarily things that are biblical and need to be implemented in today's world anymore. Um, maybe they were key in whatever needed to happen back in 1865 in London. Right. Um, but maybe not so much today in America in 2019, you know? Yeah. Um, and then a little bit of what I said earlier with like burnout and just like daily grind, I feel like it's important to reassess that further and maybe find more practical ways to implement that in daily life at a core. Mm. I do think it's really great how we have so many meetings and events throughout the year that we're like able to be together from all different regions and we get to talk about these things like that's so important and like everyone gets revved up on a spiritual high from these events and have all these great ideas which some of them are implemented but some of them aren't. 
And I guess that's up to us, you know? Mm. Yeah, I just got back from the um, the, the CROC conference. I was over there. It's the national CROC conference that happens every two years right now. Um, And that was, like, one of the speakers talked about um, there's a lot of good ideas, (laughs) but sometimes we have to say no to good ideas in order to do things well. Like, Mm-hmm. you know we don't have to do all the good ideas we can pick like one or two and do, <coughs> and do a good job on those um i mean he was just talking about like he was talking about what you're talking about with like overload like he talked he called it the whirlwind Ooh. uh oh man now i'm forgetting what his name was i feel really bad but he was like one of the keynote speakers he did a really great job uh Chris McChesney or something. I'll look it up and maybe put it on the episode description. Yeah. But he talked about like, there's like this whirlwind that is every single day. And um, anytime we want to see movement happen, like any kind of change, which is what happened. Like people are always talking about like, Hey, we could improve this. We could improve that. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to squeeze that little bit of extra work. And really not even a little bit. It's like it can take a massive amount of work to move the organization in a direction. So like trying to like figure out how to do that. But I, yeah, it's like, I've been thinking a lot about those, those things too. Like, cause I, I think I've been feeling pretty burnt out, just Mm -hmm. like really tired all the time. Um, which has like multiple causes, but like the, the daily grind does not help recover from being burnt out or from other kinds of um, like spiritual injuries or emotional injuries that take place, traumas and things like that. So it's a, it's a, it's like a, like we're a organization that values salvation and holiness. Mm -hmm. And yet we have a really hard time helping ourselves, like the people trying to do that, those things. Like, it's like, what do I need to go to the AR? Do I need to go check into the ARC to go get the help I need? Like, you know, it's like, that's, that's like a recovery program. Like you're in it for recovery, but Um, all of us need recovery because we're all going through things that, you know, we need that healing. Yeah. So true. Just some, just some thoughts. So, I mean, and I, this is not necessarily on the questions, but like, what do you think that looks like then? So if this is something that, you know, we're talking about, there's some room to improve, like what, what might that look like in a course setting, you know, to be poured into a little bit more, or what does it look like to stop and take a rest? Like maybe we could just talk about that for a second, you know, maybe in your current context or you think back to, you know, being at the core, um, working at the core, like what are some ideas? Like what are some tips of us making a step to improve that in our own lives? Yeah. uh, Well, something that I feel like would be really beneficial is like bringing your staff together for 
daily devotionals or just a time in the word and encouraging one another. Um, I know there's not always like a ton of time to just sit and like do highs and lows and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that would be a super important thing to implement. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. It helps to build relationships too. Just, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Kiri? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. The, um, one of the things, like, you know, we kind of open this up with saying, like, how uh, we're making room around the table. And there's a lot of times where, like, the focus is on, like, adherents, soldiers, officers, mm -hmm. junior soldiers, whatever, like, those denominational mm -hmm. membership markers. Mm -hmm. But then we have volunteers and employees. Yeah. And we've got, like, all these people who are part of the Salvation Army and are um, giving their time and their hearts to like the ministry and the mission. Um, and so, yeah, like trying to have a mindset and an attitude to see like all of those people as being the congregation. And then like, cause that's something I'm working on too, as being at the crack, like trying to re like reorient my brain to remember that, yeah, I have a Sunday morning congregation but I also have a seven days a week congregation right. that is actually like many, many times larger than that. Cause there's like at this crack right now, we have like 6,500 members, right? Wow. Like crack crack members, people who are part of all the different like programs. So thinking about that as the congregation, I mean, first of all, it's like totally overwhelming because it's like, well, I can't get to know all those people. I don't even know anybody. <laughs> I like hardly know the staff members yet, like right. names and stuff like that. But yeah, have, like I like that idea of doing like a daily devotional or um, like a prayer time, the, like just those kinds of things where helping like people um, feel like there's an opportunity for their spiritual needs to be met like at work or at their volunteer place, um, at their workout center, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. And it, like, it seems pretty simple, but it's also like making it a priority. Um, like I think at my first appointment, I tried it with like, there was one, one of my employees was like, man, I really need prayer. Like I'd love for us to have prayer time. And, like, I think, like, once or twice I prayed with that person, like, uh, during work hours. Mm -hmm. But it just, like, fell by the wayside pretty quickly because it would be, like, I would just be, like, oh, they seem like they're doing okay today. Like, oh, you know, we'll just skip the prayer time. And it would be, like, every single day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm, I'm not – I would never be, like, saying my number one gift is pastor. <laughs> <FYI>. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being completely honest here i mean like i've oh never claimed God. that so you have not <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness yeah i think uh another thing i've been thinking is um you guys have been talking is i don't know like the importance of just listening to someone you know i think about at the core 
uh, before even I became an officer, I'm just working at a core. It gets so crazy, you know, and you feel like you've got so much on your plate and like you're, you know, I at one point was working at the core, soldiering at the core, like my life, I ate, breathed all the core, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just, I just needed someone to hear me, you know, at the core, to hear like my heart about things, to hear what I was feeling, to hear like what I was carrying. And I think it would have helped just to have someone hear me and not tell me, well, maybe you should have done this. Or maybe if you didn't use Comic Sans font or you know, you know, like maybe if you didn't do this, you know, like just yeah. to hear me without really anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important piece about when we think about coming around a table, you know, you can invite people to a table. You can say, sit down, like join us, but then never hear them. And I, and that's sad. And I think you know, what would, what would the army look like if we just listened a little more than we talked or assumed or judged, you know, just some thought. It'd be, it'd be slow. Hmm? Be slow to speak. I mean, it would I be, mean, it would be super slow. It'd be like, be like be, something's getting smoked um, in the smoker. Oh, right. It's because it's, it's easier to just like, not stop and listen, right? To easier to saute. Yep. Quick. Easier to saute. It's quicker to Instapot it. Yeah, just Instant Pot it. Just put it all in there and then like, cook it under pressure. Yeah, but think about the, the amazing results of a, you know, that like barbecue that's like, in the smoker for like, days i don't know if that's a thing i feel probably right yeah like that stuff is good you know we want that stuff it's tender yeah that's the stuff we want yes (laughs) now i'm hungry can i get some barbecue up in there (laughs) um okay kaya as you look to the future where do you see your involvement with the Salvation Army? I can see myself involved in music ministry or like worship Mm -hmm. um, or even with kids in some form. Yeah. Definitely. Do you sometimes feel like any pressure to kind of go into that like adherent soldier, like have to identify yourself type of thing or do you feel like you're welcome to kind of find your place wherever that might be uh i feel pretty welcome for the most part um there are on the rare occasions someone just like hey become a soldier kind of thing but i don't really feel pressure necessarily um i will say i have felt a little left out at times Mm-hmm. Because there are certain like opportunities or um, groups that you can be a part of, but you have to be a soldier in order to do them. Yeah. 
So that's kind of a bummer for people that like see themselves like in the army for their foreseeable future, but they don't feel like they can really plug into all that they have to offer. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who feel that like pull to the Salvation Army and to the ministry, um, you know, that's, that is the, the Salvation Army, but doesn't always fall into, you know, some of those categories and that's okay. Um, it's also okay if it does, you know, if yeah. awesome. Um, but it is something to think about. And I know it's, you know, we've talked about it before. Um, there are like, there are things that are very specific to soldiers only. And um, it's, it's just something to think about. Right. And maybe some things need to stay that way, but also going back to tradition, um, the point that you brought up about tradition, it's good to think about, it's good to pause and think about why we're doing what we're doing. You know, does something need to be reevaluated? Um, I think it's just a point for all of us to kind of think about. But, and I wanted to bring up the tradition piece again, because I feel like we didn't really dive into that. And I know we don't have time to fully dive into it, but that is so important. And it, I appreciate what you said, you know, the Salvation Army in its beginning, like what was so unique and great about it was that it was relevant to what was going on. Like it understood the things going on in its uh, communities and society. And then they um, address those things, you know? So it is going to look a bit different now that we're in 2019. And I think that's kind of where I'm at, like in my current context is trying to figure out like, what is tradition here? Like, you know, this Sunday morning church service that I'm doing that no one's coming to, this is, looks very traditional. However, it's not working. So what does it look like to think differently, you know, to kind of maybe set aside tradition and, and move forward in something new? And that that is scary and it takes risks and it takes stopping and listening and bringing people around you to kind of bounce ideas off of. And that is a much harder thing to do than keep status quo, like yeah. keep maintaining. Um, so our last question for you, Kaya, is what advice would you give us when it comes to inviting others around the table? My advice would be just keep involving everybody. Just keep reaching out, uh, being welcoming, and just open to people of all different backgrounds and walks of life. And even be open to perspectives of different denominations. Mm. And maybe like using that to bounce ideas off of and um, I think it's important to remember that the Holy Spirit will convict each in individual in different ways. And knowing that 
it's not always going to look the same for everybody. And knowing that that's okay. Yeah. And it's important to be biblical and do what God says. But there are certain things where he's not very clear. And I think that's where he gives us the space to make our own decisions mm. and to use our free will and just trust that he will guide us, you know? Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Yes. Thank really you. enjoyed having you on the podcast. And um, I'm glad that you're part of the Salvation Army. And I look forward to seeing, you know, how God continues to use you there at Mayfair um, and even beyond that. So thank you for, man, we, for those of you listening, this is, it was a hard hard process of getting all of us together to record this podcast mostly my fault um things just kept coming up i'm not just full transparency i had a surprise visit come and then i had a power outage and it just was like all the weird things but finally did it and it was worth the wait yeah we appreciate you kaya any i appreciate you guys (laughs) thanks for having me on no problem any closing yeah. words, Kiri? Oh, yeah, I do. Hey, um, tell us. I'm going to do a plug for the retreat in the box idea. Yes. Because I was, so I, and also, uh, um, I was talking to my older brother, and he was saying that yeah. he, he, uh, he felt like he was being ignored. He's a, he's among the millions of listeners that we have who we didn't give a shout out to on a specific oh. name shout out to. <laughs> okay, also Josh Hubbard. Yeah, we're shouting you out too. And Robin Hubbard. They were also offended. We did offend some people. Um, look, look, guys, you know, we we appreciate all of our listeners and yeah, we love you we're so go, much. We're going to be coming out with um, some pins soon. Yes, we are. Um, so like some extra opportunities to wrap the barracks podcast but the retreat in the box thing is i i thought it was kind of a natural outcome for this because in addition to maybe like looking to our leaders at our core to give us those opportunities Mm -hmm. to be in touch with god we can also make that time for ourselves yeah and one of the ways i'm kind of just working on this idea of you know you can get like a meal sent to your door that you just put the ingredients together and it's got like the recipe and stuff and then you've got like all these different subscriptions like you can get a different perfume scent or um you know what socks socks different socks scent sorry yeah or uh a wardrobe um Oh, yeah. Curated for you. Yeah. Etc. Now, where is our spiritual needs <laughs> membership <laughs> box? <laughs> you have created it, Kiri. I just was thinking about it. So, I, actually, it's not created yet. It's still in process. I was supposed to go to the store yesterday and buy some stuff, but I think <laughs> I just, like, binge watched The Office instead. <laughs> but <laughs> Good choice. No, bad choice. <laughs> I will I will always support the office. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so that'll be 
that I put a little thing on my Facebook page about it and maybe I'll do like, I'll like tag the barracks podcast yeah. Facebook page in mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Cause it's just a survey to find out like what, what kind of actual interest there is in a thing like that. So that's okay. awesome. Sweet. That's good. Good plug. Okay, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. We appreciate all of you listeners, all you dedicated listeners. I will never name them again in order all to not of them. <laughs> if you're all listening to this, we love you. We appreciate you. And I do look at the numbers. It's more than three people. It's more it than two. It's more than five. It's at least 30. <laughs> in a lot of different countries. There we go. Oh, wonderful. Moving up. Worldwide. <laughs> okay, everybody. It's been real. Bye. Fun.